Alright, what's up guys? Welcome to the Threes of Crowd Podcast with your host, Trey Gant. Um, I'm joined by my co-host, Trey. Doing today. What up, man? All good, bro. It's good, it's good. So, uh, today we're going to give you kind of an emergency podcast. Uh, basically, if you don't know, uh, we had a big trade in the NBA today uh, around the one James Harden, uh, the strip club connoisseur. <laughs> Um, so he was traded to the Brooklyn Nets today um, in a three-team trade, um, or kind of really a four-team yeah. trade now, um, in, in a sense, if you had the Nets as the team receiving Harden. Um, so currently, the full trade, as reported by Shams, uh, the Rockets get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, uh, Radonis Kirkis, um, three Brooklyn first-round picks in 2022, 24, and 26, and a Milwaukee first in 2022, along with um, four unprotected uh, pick swaps for 21, 23, 25, and 2027. The Nets receive James Harden. The Pacers receive Karis LeVert in a second rounder. And the Cavs, for whatever reason, love big men. So they got them Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Okay, so now we got the full trade details. I want to get you guys' first initial reactions to the trade. And then we'll break down Brooklyn further in the Rockets uh, moving forward. So just kind of your initial thoughts on the trade when it first went down. Uh, it took, what is that? Is that seven picks? Am I, am yeah. I reading this correctly? 22, 24, 26. And they swap 21, swap 23, swap 25, and swap 27. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. got, so I'm, I'm looking at eight picks technically. Right. How the crap do you fleece someone for eight picks? We're not, I'm not, I haven't even gotten to the players that they got yet. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't even know who really won this trade. Right. Like, I'm, I'm honestly still trying to do the math in my head, and it just doesn't, it just doesn't really look right. Because the Rockets got Victor Oladipo and Dante X. And... The Nets got James Harden and apparently a second round pick. So, like, I don't know. I don't even really care about the Cavs or the Pacers. The Pacers just gave up, pretty much. And the Cavs were never truly in anything at all. So, I... I, This is very confusing to me. Trey, you? Uh... That guy. Hopefully, like, after we get off, get off of here, I, I, hopefully I am wrong. I don't want to come off as like Nick Wright when he made his freaking proclamation on what was going to happen with the words and KD. But honestly, I don't like this trade for the Nets. And I kind of... Thank you. I'm not upset, but I really didn't want Harden on the Nets. I have been watching the Nets very closely. I've watched every regular season game so far. And I saw what they needed. I saw the holes they had on this team. And I don't think James Harden is the answer. I just don't. I really don't. Hopefully I'm wrong because I want them to succeed. I, I don't see it. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to say the opposite. Mm. Like, I actually love it. And the reason I love it is I look at, I kind of look at the, the sports in, the, in two different lights. Like the NFL to me, draft picks are king. Draft picks are important. 
because you need to be able to fill out your roster with cheap labor, uh, with fifth, you know, fifth, uh, fifth year options. So to me, draft picks are more important in the NFL, and I'm not so too happy when teams just willy nilly give out draft picks to trade for players. In the NBA, the reason I'm I'm for this trade is at the end of the day, the NBA is about star power. The NBA is about guys that can score the basketball and put the ball in the hoop. And to me, yes, the picks look like a lot. And I always go back to this. And ironically, it involves the same team. Back in 2013, when Boston traded KG, Paul Pierce, oh, and uh, Jason Terry for all those picks from Brooklyn, right? Everybody's like, oh, Boston got all these picks. And Brooklyn's going to be horrible. And they, they, they're going to be so bad. Okay, so yes, Boston did turn some of those picks in, eventually into Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, some ancillary pieces that they're able to trade. But when you really look at it, how much better has Boston been than Brooklyn? They both have won a championship. They both, um, and if you ironically, they're both in the same spot right now, Eastern Conference contenders. But Boston got all those draft picks and didn't do anything. At okay. the end of the day, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to stop but right there. At man. the, at the, at the end of the day, draft picks are lottery tickets. That's all they are. They're yeah, lottery. and and, and you don't, okay. The only reason I'm gonna stop you right there is because you are correct. They are lottery tickets. But let's actually look at the Boston Celtics. You know, the team with like two of the youngest stars and Kimball Walker on a team that overachieved honestly for two years in a row they even found themselves in the eastern conference finals a couple years ago right you have jason tate you have Jalen brown you have marcus smart you have kimball walker you have brad stevens who is actually a phenomenal coach yes they have not won the championships as have not the brooklyn nets but let's take a look at the brooklyn nets shall we do you really want to do that you really think let, let me chime in. Do you think the Boston Celtics are beating the Brooklyn Hell Nets yes. this year? Hell oh, yes. The Brooklyn Nets were going to lose to the Boston Celtics whether they had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, all healthy, playing on a rope. They were always going to beat that team. Because at the end of, at the, end of the day, what the Brooklyn Nets ended up doing was trading away depth. And the Boston Celtics, because of all of those draft picks that they ended up getting, they acquired extremely young and cheap talent, and they acquired a lot of it. We'll see. We'll see. I disagree. I, I think you have the chance to go get a superstar. You don't do it. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I said, draft picks are they're lottery tickets. And at the end of the day, it's about scoring the ball. It's about putting the ball in the hoop. Now, I am worried about the rim protection. That was the issue before. Me and Trey have had this discussion. He thought they should have went out and got Serge Ibaka, that which would have been, been a great pickup. I'm just, I'm just saying, in my opinion, I may be wrong. I may be right. I've watched a lot of basketball. You get a chance to go get a superstar. You go do it. And not only the reason I do like it as well, they've also hedged their bets on Kyrie. If Kyrie, for whatever reason, wants to pull something where he wants to sit out for the year, for whatever reason, mentally, he, he checks out. <laughs> you can either... You either have James Harden and KD 
ready. So now you, you still have a, a, a good chance of one-two punch in the East. Or if Kyrie doesn't want to play ball, you can trade Kyrie at the trade deadline and try to – you're not going to get, obviously, all your assets back, but try to recoup something uh, back for Kyrie. So that's why I really do like it. I think they're hedging their bets for Kyrie as far as if he decides to pull something, that they have another superstar that can hold the weight for the Brooklyn Nets. I, I don't know, man. Because <laughs> right. I, I won't say the trade. I disagree. Disagree with you. The Nets. I, I say with <clears throat> excuse me with or without uh, Harden, they were going to go to the finals. The thing is, oh wow, can you get past? Can you beat the Lakers? Like we got to we got to call it for what it is. I don't want to hear that about <clears throat> the Clippers. No, how about <laughs> uh, I don't want to hear that about oh next season. Uh, expectations and not. no, it's win now. It's win now. KD, you've had you played with Westbrook, who's going to be a Hall of Fame point guard. You already played with Harden one time. You went to the Warriors. You played with Clay, Kate, Durant. You had two great teams. You got two rings. But the, the question is still, can you win on your own and as the man? And we want to see that from you now. You're not getting no younger. You already what 32? Is he 31? 32? Something I think he's 31. Oh, he's 30. No, he's, no, he's 31 right now. He's probably going to be 32 before he gets to the 30. finals. Or turning. Turning, yeah, <clears throat> turning 32 again soon. It's not It's not a lot of time really left on the clock. Especially, especially since, okay, Clay's coming back next year. We're going to see what, they, what the Warriors are still doing. Like, LeBron's obviously still not done. Nobody plays like this in their 18th season. AD is still 20, what, seven? Like, yeah. bro, it, I don't, and I feel like they had a great chance to have some great going. I feel like they had a great dynamic with just those two players because they have a great relationship. And even though I'm not a big fan of Harden and like what he does on the floor, scoring the ball when he actually is trying, but the, uh, the extra stuff, I just don't see how this even works. When he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he will He's legit useless. go to a corner. He does nothing. He does not affect the game in any other way besides dribble, 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 step back, and shoot. And so now, had we had a different, had they had a different coach who was actually probably going to hold them accountable and put in an actual system to not just have the those two players succeed, but the rest of them, I might be a little bit more optimistic. But it's like, okay, now we're bringing back Dan Tony and Steve Nash. So they're still going to bring elements of what James Harden's already been doing. So now it's going to be like a your turn, my turn, my other turn type of offense. And who wants to be the third option? Because Kevin Durant's the best player by far. I don't care. Yeah, that's clear. That's obvious. I don't care how many step backs and 60-point games uh, Buddy with the beard got. <laughs> so who want to be the third option? Kyrie don't even hardly want to show no, I will Kyrie say, don't even want to be the second option. Yeah, but I will say... The one thing KD, KD is the best player, but I think what KD did show in Golden State is he may be the best player, but he is willing to play off ball and he is willing to to be, in a weird way, the second option and the first option in the sense of he's the first option because he's the best player, but he also doesn't mind being the second option as long as there's a flow with him. Where was KD ever the second option? I agree. No, I'm saying in Golden State, he was able to feed off of Steph being so much of an offensive threat that if Steph went off, KD okay, knew, okay, okay, okay. that's cool okay. if Steph gets off because I'm okay. going to feed off of that. 
that like I'm I'm gonna give me twenty points just being open. Like so, even though he's the better player, he knows. Okay, I can, I don't mind being off ball. Harden hasn't experienced that since his days in OKC. So yes, that is a problem. Kyrie, I'm sorry, Kyrie dealt with that in Cleveland. So at least you have two guys that have experience playing off the ball. So but I'm asking this though. Do they feel okay? Because there's there's a difference between what happened in Golden State versus what you could expect with Hard. In Golden State, even though like KD could be having be having a night where everybody's getting theirs except for him, or you know he might be scoring. You know he's behind Kate or Clay and Steph in terms of scoring or whatever on the on the box score or something like that. But it's the way that they're scoring the points. The ball doesn't stick. He's not just watching. It's moving. So it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a different feeling because you got to think about it. They are people. They are. So if he's just sitting around watching this dude, like, dribble, dribble, dribble all day, it's I, I don't know how they're going to feel about that. Mm-hmm. And then another thing, are you going to really let Harden be the decision maker and have those two play off ball? No, I, I would personally have Why would Kyrie you have on Kyrie the on the ball? And, and Because you can't. Kyrie's one of those cats that. Oh wait, we gotta talk about his feelings. I'm sorry, I I forgot. My bad. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to acquiesce to your feelings. Okay. And I just think James are. I just personally think James and KD are more adequate. I think they both can play off the ball more than Kyrie in Kyrie's current situation. I think they have to placate Kyrie enough, and also I think hopefully, hopefully. The friendship and the bond that Didn't they, they just try have. that. Hopefully, I'm just saying. Hopefully, it can overcome the the basketball court issue so you, that's going on. So I think you know what's amazing. No, go ahead. We talk about how Kyrie, how we, how Katie and Kyrie are not going to be able to mesh with the dribble, dribble, dribble. Well. I feel like KD has shown us that he can do that. He did play with Russell Westbrook. He did, like you, like you both said, That's play behind yeah. Clay Thompson and uh, Steph Curry. You, you I'm know, I'm not worried about KD. I want to make that clear. played with and still couldn't handle it. One of the best passers and decision makers and highest IQ players in the NBA history. He could not do yeah, it. Yeah, but his, but his issue with LeBron. But his issue with LeBron was more off the yeah, court. I'm, I'm, uh, to be honest with you, it honestly seemed like they never truly meshed as far as playing style. Because when you look at Kyrie Irving, the only true difference between Kyrie Irving and Dwayne Wade was that Dwayne Wade played defense. Honestly, well. Yeah, but Kyrie, but Kyrie was a much better shooter off ball. I thought me and Trey have talked about this. I personally think D Wade's the better player, but I think Kyrie Irving was. Well, the whether best you player. played off the ball to I, I thought, shoot a jump shot or you played off the ball to make a cut, you're still off the ball. He's still going to find a way to get the ball into your shooting pocket to where you can make a play doing whatever it is that you do, whether it's shooting the ball. Whether it's dribbling and, and slashing to the rim, it didn't matter. He was going to set you up because Dwayne Wade on multiple occasions will cut right behind LeBron. He'll just dish it behind him. You're slashing now. But with Kyrie, he'll find a way to pass it to him wherever he is. He can take a jump shot. But it's like Kyrie didn't even want that. He wanted the ball. Yeah. 
Kyrie's a weird cat. I'm not <laughs> like I, Kyrie's I, I a weird dude. If all the accounts are true about Kyrie's issues with in Cleveland, one of them was something I pointed out a while ago. Like, okay, if it's in question whether or not LeBron's going to be here, if this whole roster is suited to fit LeBron, what the hell am I going to do? When he leaves and it's a bunch of old men who catch and shoot threes and Kevin Love, this don't fit my yes. style, so I might as well get up out of here. But that's cool. But I just back to this Brooklyn situation, I just don't see it, bro. And then plus, nor do I. Like I said, been watching the games. They they don't play enough defense. They don't have defenders, honestly. They don't have people who at some point effort. Effort is only so much. I'm not going to lie. I, I know defense is, I would say, a 80% effort. But sometimes you need that uh, extra 20% in terms of skill and just athleticism. The guys who really just are good at that craft, and they just don't have that. It's a bunch of guys who can score. They can push the tempo. But when the game slows down, of course, you have KD and stuff like that. But it's also about getting stops. I don't see them getting stops. No, they're going to have to outscore every. It's going to have to be like 141 to like 138 every night. Like, I, and then say they make it to the finals. Look, okay, obviously, what are you going to do with Anthony Davis, too? Or number one, but you have no room protection. Who's stopping LeBron from doing whatever he wants? I mean, we saw the other night, he threw that other boy out the way. <laughs> I mean, that was offensive foul crazily. <laughs> threw him out the way. Like, I just don't see this, man. DeAndre Jordan, he's unplayable at the end of games. Who's their fourth no, he, best player? You got the buyout marker. Who's their fourth the best player? Marker. Jeff Green? Uh, Joe Harris. Okay, I'll take Joe Harris. But Joe, Joe, Harris, nice. Joe Harris is going to suffer from the same thing that Kyle Kuzma suffered from. But Joe Harris can't guard, so he's not going to play a field. Right. So I mean, Kyrie's not already the best defender. He tries Harden. I mean, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, you're not benching. You're not benching your three. Yeah, guys. like that's not even in the. You know, <laughs> the fact of the matter. <laughs> yeah, so we don't have to discuss that. So I think their closing lineup is going to be. It's going to have to be Durant, Irving, Harris, Harden, and. Uh, I guess Jordan. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be KD. I'm sorry, Kyrie, Harden, KD, Jeff Green at the four. Or you put KD at the four and Jeff Green at the three, and then you you probably have to live with... Uh, yeah, they need another big. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's not working out in my head. I see, but I do, I do think the buyout market, though, the I do think the buyout market, though, will help them out. I think... They they're gonna be able to get somebody in the buyout market at the at the at the wing or guard position. I mean wing or center position. Them getting somebody like a I'm not sure if he if they could swing a trade, but they would need someone like a like a Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks. Like they, they need just a big body that can at least space. Coincidentally they play the Knicks tonight. Yeah, like they need somebody. They do need a, another wing or another big. That's for sure. Because I think you can get away with KD at the five. I've talked to Trey about this. I have a theory with guarding Anthony Davis that I think may work for them. Uh, work for a lot of teams. They just don't try it for whatever reason. Um, but I'll explain that later on. But I, I think that they they definitely need a big. 
and definitely another wing player. I, I like I said, I'm a guy. You get a chance to go get star players, star power, people to put the ball in the hoop. You go do it. And to me, the other alternative was what you run it with Kyrie and KD. Kyrie's already acting up. You don't know what what he gonna do. He probably not so even I, playing by then. That's He's what I'm saying. You, you have to hedge your bets with Kyrie. Like, you have to hedge your bets because he's one. I hate to say, God forbid, but he may be one social justice thing away. Like, one more shooting or oh, one yeah. more issue where he just says, screw all of this and I'm done. And you have to have somebody there that, in case, God forbid, something like that happens that you have somebody in the wings ready to do something. And like I said, if Kyrie doesn't want to play ball, you can always trade him at the trade deadline or an off. Well, I mean, Trump just got, really hope got that impeached. Not. So, you know, Kyrie might chill out a little bit right now. You never know. But that's, I, don't know. I mean, I don't think that's kind of messed up. Like, I'm not going to say coerced him to come to the Nets. But, you know, it's like, hey, let's go here. Let's, let's play for the Nets, you know. You well, that's that's because that I don't have, but I but that's, convince you to come here, and then I'm gonna just leave. <laughs> but that's because those are two those are two weak minded individuals. That's why they love each other <laughs> because they both should have went to the Knicks personally. Right. But they but they both but they both KD's a follower and Kyrie's a weirdo. So Kyrie's like, hey KD, let's go to the Knicks. Uh, go to the Nets. And KD's like, okay Kyrie, whatever you want, bro. Yeah. Like me and Trey discussed this, he should have just stayed in Golden State. If this was, if this is what's going to happen in Brooklyn, he should have just stayed in Golden State. Yeah, he should have just stayed in Golden State. That makes State no right sense. In Golden State, yeah, like if he, if this is what was going to happen, he should have just said, "I don't care what you think, I'm staying in Golden State and win a bunch of chips." Like I just, this, this whole nonsense of them going to Brooklyn and then, like Trey said, Kyrie all of a sudden gets this epiphany that. You know, he wants to be in the NAACP all of a sudden. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know. But hey, shout out to Steve Nash. That's why you pay you. So hey, do your job. Um, So coach they picked, like I feel like they picked him because they didn't want to be held accountable for something. So they played. They just want to go hoop, bro, which is fine. But and I have faith in them. They picked their friend. But now I don't, I don't like this. This is looking like. I don't know what this is. I really don't. 20, I don't 2013 I don't Lakers? Oh, uh, no. Nah, this is know. way worse and than then, that. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm going to give them credit. They, at least they don't have washed up, a washed up old point guard like we did. So, um, But I want to get into it, the side of uh, the Rockets side now, because, and we're, we're going to wrap this podcast up. This is kind of a shorter one. Um, I just want to get you guys thoughts on the Rockets, because obviously James Harden made it pretty clear last night that he didn't want to play for the Houston Rockets with his comments and I think today telling him not to show up to practice was basically I think that was I tweeted it I think that was code for yeah I think that's code for if you come to practice people like DeMarcus Cousins want to do something very do something very violent to you and we do not want that on our premises so please stay home James Harden so I just want to get you guys thoughts on on the Houston Rockets situation uh, do you think they got obviously you're never going to get fair compensation for a superstar, but do you think they probably did the best they could? And then moving forward, do you think that they're able to maybe even compete a little bit better now with uh, maybe a more happier locker room? I'll let Trey go first. Which one? Oh, I'm sorry, Trey, Um, I it's the West, obviously, the West is, I mean, it's, I would say kind of stacked still 
with without Clay Thompson and you know Paul George, Kawhi not being what we thought they were going to be still. But I just don't I don't see it going anywhere. Honestly, Boogie. Uh, I like Boogie as a player. I like his personality. He's, a, he's I'm, I'm not going to say he's washed, but he's not Boogie Cousins anymore. He's he's the Marcus. He's not Boogie. He's the Marcus. Uh, <laughs> Go to Marcus. John Wall. Who? I mean, I'm mean, let's just be real, man. How far can that team really go? Are they going to make the playoffs now? Possibly. Uh, but it's tough. It's I, tough. I I don't see it. I don't know how they're going to get another star or superstar back in Houston because I know it's a great city. Uh, I like the organization. I feel like they tried to do everything they could for Harden to try to get him a championship and go where go as far as they could and be where they wanted to be. But I just don't see them being anything else other than like a seventh seed, eighth seed maybe. From if they can swing it. Um... I don't want to agree with you at all, but goodness gracious, on at risk of sounding like a complete idiot, I'm going to have to. What I will say is that in, in instances with this trade, I do believe that the Rockets can do something, but it ain't going to be this year or next year. What they did was reacquire some of the assets that they lost for Russell Westbrook. And I think that might be the most mm-hmm. important part of this entire trade for them. They went and got Victor Oladipo. They might be able to re-sign him. Now, granted, he has not been playing all that well this year. I, I don't know what's going on with Victor this year, but he does not look like himself. And I'm pretty sure both of you would agree with that. They got yeah. Dante Exum, and Dante Exum has been a gigantic disappointment because I was so incredibly high on Dante Exum. <laughs> oh, man. I yeah. thought, I thought, man, when I tell you, I thought I knew something when I was telling people about Dante Exum, and it just did. It never happened. And I look like a complete yep. idiot right now. Um, hey, Emmanuel Moutier for me. But, so. Oh, yeah, that guy. But, you know, they do still have John Wall, who is still showing he is an explosive talent, still. Now, like you said, they have DeMarcus Cousins, not Boogie, but DeMarcus. And I think letting him play a few more games will get him back into shape a little bit more. He's been he's been pretty much gone for a year and three quarters at this point, you know. Um, but like I said, the biggest part was the Rockets reacquiring a lot of assets that they lost for Russell Westbrook, who doesn't even play for them anymore. Um, but like Travion said, if they do make the playoffs, they'll be the seventh or eighth seed and get swept. They're going home. You know, it's, it's not going to be fun. No one's going to want to watch it. But I guess, you know, you got John Wall. He's cool. He does the he does the wall. You know? <laughs> Look, I'm trying to give the Houston Rockets fans some positives right now because you guys just lost James Harden. For what it's worth, the Rockets were in the Western Conference Finals, and they actually they actually kind of played well. They were the closest team to take. They were the only team to really give Golden State any issues. And that was just two years ago. Yeah. That's really long. Ago. But so, you know, how the mighty have fallen. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I see them as a seventh, eighth seed at best. 
like I said, you know, I think they may get a couple wins. I'm not a couple. Well, I, I think they're going to go on a winning streak here just because they've got the ignorance of James Harden out of the way. So I think you may see just an uptick of energy and enthusiasm within the team. Uh, but ultimately, the lack of talent is going to come back to haunt them in the Western yep. Conference. Um, so I think that, but also, I agree, Trayvon said it best. Um, they did everything they could to acquiesce to James Harden as far as personnel decisions, coaching decisions, play style, and it just didn't work At out. All. For whatever reason, it didn't work out. Um, I, I I feel for Rockets fans because anytime you lose a superstar, it hurts. Trust me. I, that's, I know it, it's got to suck. Um, and also, Houston fans in general, Deshaun Watson is asking as well. That's another story from the other day. Um, so I feel bad for the Houston sports fans because they're great fans, but you know, it is what it is. And like you said, Trey, they were able to recoup some of the trade assets that they gave away for James Harden. Um, I mean, sorry, for uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook. So, yeah, so obviously you can use that as ammunition in the offseason if you want to try to get you a big name or try to trade for somebody. Uh, personally, I'm one of those people. If you're going to be bad, be all the way bad. So, like, right. in my opinion, I would be looking to trade Eric Gordon to I a just contender. Just a report that uh, team multiple wants teams are, have expressed interest about P.J. Tucker. Yeah, I was going to say P.J. Tucker as well. He's going to be a great asset to whatever team he goes to. I so, I would kind of, yeah, the Warriors. I, I would kind of clean house with the old, old team. Get rid of everybody. Just kind of. Like I said, if you're going to be bad, be all the way bad. There's no point in being an AC and and getting swept by the Lakers. Um, so just kind of, like I said, I, I would just kind of clean house and start over from scratch with some of the draft picks you're able to recuperate. And, uh, and it's still Houston, so you're still a free agent destination. Um, so, But also, I do want to say this on a side note, and this will be another topic as well. I want to say, Giannis, this is why you don't sign your max super max this early is because things like this happen because now you're stuck in milwaukee while uh, uh, uh whether it works or not a super beast is forming out in the eastern conference and you're stuck there so that's why you don't sign early you wait to see what's bro Giannis is not worried about um, so, this he's okay. worried about the Lakers. well he needs to be worried about he needs to be worried about making a jump before <laughs> anything. So, so Giannis needs to worry about that. So, uh, but like I said, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the uh, podcast today. Like I said, it was an emergency pod uh, discussing this trade. Uh, we'll go further into more details probably later this week or next week uh, as far as uh, individual matchups and how the Brooklyn Nets uh, match up uh, in the Eastern Conference as well if they do make it out to the West uh, with the Lakers or possibly the Clippers. So uh, we'll get into that. Um, so I want to once again thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, if you are listening on Apple, uh, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, please um, uh, share the podcast. That really helps us out with the algorithm. Um, so like I said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and also I want to see where, where you can follow these guys at on Twitter. Um, so Trey Billen, uh, let them know your Twitter, YouTube channel, where, wherever they can find you at. On Twitter, hit me up, underscore, and Trey we trust. And on YouTube, Trey Beyond Game. All right. And where can they find you at, uh, Mr. Mary? <laughs> well, you know, it's always been Trey underscore dot. That's T-R-A-I underscore dot. 
Awesome, man. You know where to find me. I'm at baby underscore Jesus 14. Um, so, like I said, give us a follow. Um, and like I said, we're always there to talk hoops with you guys. So, uh, as well, give us ideas for the future. So, like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, uh, be we out. out.